Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Born and raised in Florida, Mixie grew up with great interest in music. Her band, Stitched Up Heart, has released two albums and three EPs, and has been on tour with a lot of other great bands. They are truly a force to be reckoned with. Today, we are so excited to speak with the lead singer of Stitched Up Heart, Mixie. Hey, Mixie, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Oh, that's a cute dog. This is my Pomsky, Betty. Oh, hey, Betty, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, she looks awesome, awesome. Yeah, because um, I had, I have, well, I had three Chihuahuas, Yeah, we're down to just one now, so, yeah, dogs are the greatest thing in the world, you know? Yeah, I actually have... I've had cats for a while because it's easier to take to go on tour and have somebody watch them. Uh, so this particular, I'm actually in Santa Monica at a friend's house because I'm leaving for like a week and a half, and I need somebody to watch the puppy. Right. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's so, um, okay. So, I, so I wanted to talk to you about the uh, last year, um, and uh, what you've been doing because last year, of course, you know, it's the whole COVID stuff, right? All right. But uh, like, I think the later half of 2020, a lot of bands have been doing virtual concerts, right? And I went to like a couple of them. I've been to um, Demon Hunters one, Avatar, and uh, um, the Devil Wears Prada. And uh, so, have y'all? Um, uh, ha- well, have you uh, attended any kind of virtual concerts? Yes, we actually, uh, we recorded out in um, Arizona. So everybody uh, flew in because we've got our drummers now in Pennsylvania, our bass players now in LA, and we kind of mm-hmm. met, uh, drove out to Arizona. So it was uh, it was exciting and weird um, because it kind of felt like I was doing a music video versus an actual show because it was right. literally just us everywhere. Um, but we had to do something. I kind of put it off for a while because I, I was thinking shows are going to come back pretty fast. Right. But um, we said, you know what? Let's just let's just do a live stream. So we did it, yeah. and uh, in January. Yeah, because um, my first show back on you know in in, in the real world was a uh, was still Panther, and I love those guys. Those guys are amazing. You know, but uh, yeah, there's nothing beats live live concerts because you can't because you can't feel the crowd, you can't feel the atmosphere in the air. See a lot of people enjoying everything, you know, about it. And, yeah, um, we did a tour with Steel Panther uh, right before the pandemic, yeah. and um, they're they're amazing. They're oh. hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, I feel that when it comes to uh, 
feeling a crowd. There was one moment in between a song where I usually get the crowd all riled up and stuff, but all I did was like, there's no crowd. So I was just like, <laughs> woo. <laughs> I don't know. Like what I do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You awesome. know, so, uh, you know, it was uh, definitely interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, in 2010, you started the band, correct? Yes. Oh, cool, cool. Okay. So, um, did you have an idea of what you wanted the band to sound like when you first started, or, um, or like, did you have any inspirations from from other bands or like how you wanted it to to, to, to sound like? Oh man, uh, you know, I was listening to a lot of what was I listening to? A lot of Avenged Sevenfold. A lot of. Uh, AFI, um, man, AFI is great. Yeah, <laughs> I love AFI. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't. I just knew I wanted to sing, and I wanted heavy guitars, and I was yeah. actually originally going to have a guy scream the parts. But when we would have practice, because um, that was the vision, when we would have practice, I would scream in the parts that I wrote lyrically. Uh, at rehearsals and then I realized I could scream and I was like oh okay well I guess we'll do it this way then so that's kind of how that went down but yeah originally I was gonna have a guy screaming me sing and um it changed so did you ever did did you grow up in like a house full of music or did you find music elsewhere uh it kind of started with uh recorder class in elementary school my parents you know they listened my dad likes the Beatles and you know the classic rock kind of stuff yeah. but uh my mom's into country um I can't get down on that unless it's Johnny Cash but uh but yeah uh yeah. they didn't you know ha- they didn't have musical instrument background or anything like that I just um gravitated towards the recorder in elementary and then in middle school I found the tuba and played that for three years and I love the tuba uh, but then when I got into high school, I didn't want to carry a Sousa phone around on Fridays at football games. So I, I quit and I got a guitar and um, kind of uh, I had a boyfriend that had a band and I would j- like grab their instruments and try to play them when they were not practicing. And I fell in love with the guitar and that's kind of how that went. Nice. Nice. Um, I thought I saw you play like on your Instagram, you know, I could be totally wrong, but, but I, I thought I saw you with a bass too. Am I correct on that one? Honestly, if I had to go backwards and pick a, uh, my career choice over again, I would be a bass player. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If I ever any other band, it would be bass. Bass. Um, mainly because the music I like, the guitar parts are a little more intricate. Usually. Yeah. yeah. Um, with some of the part songs, some of the songs I can play, some of them I'm like, I'm not touching that unless I have a year to rehearse, hence the pandemic. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean... Um, I would definitely pick the bass over anything. I just love the bass. Yeah. That's uh, that, but you know, <laughs> mindset. Right, right. So, um, when you were uh, forming Stitched Apart, uh, what made you go to the rock and metal, rock and metal genre? Um, you know, why wasn't it like a punk band or something like that? You know, I just really like heavy, low tune guitars, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I had. Um, I'd always been in bands. There was like, I was in punk bands. I was in pop punk all girl band in LA for a little bit. Um, I was in like a, like thrash punk band where we made songs that lasted 30 seconds and we went as fast as we could, you know? Um, 
uh, called the Sluts. That was that band's name. <laughs> oh. uh, none of us ever got laid, but right. So it was uh, my dad's favorite band name. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> kidding. I know, I know. It's sorry, Dad. But, <laughs> You know, it was punk rock and it was fun. And I, uh, I played bass in that one. I, no, wait, no, I played rhythm guitar in that one. That was a long time ago. But yeah, um, I wrote acoustic songs from the start with uh, jazz chords that I learned from some classes I took. Yeah. And it kind of just evolved in the band started. I just knew what I wanted to, what I would want as a band, as a vision um, to create. And that was heavy low tune guitars singing with a female vocal and some screams. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so as a fan, it's, it's hard for fans to, to um, uh, decipher what, what the genre of the actual bands are, you know, cause uh, Foo Fighters can be pop or rock or, you know, slightly metal. Um, uh, Demon Hunter can be metal, pop, anything. Right. Um, so, uh, which genre would 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 you say that sticks apart fits in the genre best? I would say hard rock or heart rock. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many, so many subgenres. It's hard to it's hard to pick. You know, what the, what they really are. You know. So. Yeah. I mean, we've got we've got those metal elements. We got the pop elements. We've got the um, jazzy undertones vote you know bluesy undertones here and there very very rarely but yeah i mean mostly it's just hard rock if you want to title it right well, well, well hard rock's great too you know i mean there's some great hard rock bands you know out there so i mean in, in, including y'all you know so um so uh when when you're recording the songs that we release um could you uh, walk me through how you do how the band decides to be whether the song is it wants to be on an EP album or a, like a full-blown album. How, how do you oh. decide which, which one goes where? Every album cycle is different. I mean, when we were doing it, we did it DIY. We would release our, you know, EPs. Um, we would write like 30 songs in a jam practice space the first five years of being a band. And then we'd record them on like a, you know, eight track or something like that. And pick the best of those. And then, made an EP because when you're doing a DIY, I feel like it's appropriate to do like a smaller albums cost so much money and a smaller take what it is. Um, and then when we got signed with the label, we, uh, we kind of wrote stuff more, more so in the studio, um, kind of in the box kind of stuff where we're just in the studio with the producer doing co-writes, things like that. And, uh, um, just evolved from there. This, this, this album that we're working on now uh, is definitely different because we're doing a lot of Zoom writing sessions. Um, I flew out to Nashville because our producer moved out there. Um, so our guitar player would send over his ideas to the producer and then the producer comes up with his ideas and then I wrote the, the melodies and stuff over that. And maybe the producer will have some melody ideas to make it better or some words that maybe I could change. Right. Awesome. So, um, so, that 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 answers my next question. My next question was gonna be, um, could you uh, explain how your recording process goes through? It's looking like, and you just did beautifully. Um, so I so I guess it's like uh, it's like the band makes the music first, and then they send it to you, or like do you write lyrics first, and they're like, well, okay, well this is go, cool, you know. Oh yeah, I mean I've written lyrics before first, and it it always just 
sits on the back burner because I mean, I keep the concept, right? but the music, I have to vibe with the way the energy of the song is like, I can have like an idea of what I'm going to come in to sing about. But if the song is not calling for something emotional and sad and, or something, uh, you know, spiritual or something, um, then maybe it's calling for just like a party song and like, right. that's just what I go with, you know? And, yeah. uh, so it, it really is what the music is calling for is where I feel the energy to write over. And if I have like something I've written on my own time or concepts I've had, then right. I'll bring those there. Yeah. Um, going back to, uh, you said about, you know, doing it yourself and signing with a label, which, which one, um, do you find easier working with a label as opposed to do it yourself? Because yes, you can do it yourself. You get to do anything you want to do. Um, labels are like uh, they're great for you know um, publicity, right? So which which one would you rather find like like the most easiest to work with? So there's double edged sword to that question. Right. Yeah. Uh us five years to get signed so me personally uh, other artists may not feel this way but i i'm scared to try to do it diy again it took so long just to get a label like i yeah. um will put up with the little things that bother us artists um just to keep a family and a team behind us rather than us just trying to carry the whole thing on our back you know and it's a lot of work uh and you have to really know what you're doing and yeah. market it properly and promote it properly but there is the whole um, you know, being able to have creative control a hundred percent. And if you love a song, you can release it. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so that's, but as an artist being biased because you created something and you feel passionate about the words that you wrote and, uh, the delivery you had on those takes. And you're just like, man, I nailed that solo. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yes. yeah. doesn't matter, but you know, you have to kind of, uh, listen to what the label believes is a is a single but sometimes spotify like the streaming platforms will show you what's the actual song that the, the listeners like you know because they'll see the views or the spins and stuff so that's been a blessing even even though there's another subject <laughs> yeah um so so i do have a question for you about one song on your 2016 album uh never alone um which is finally free um it sounds like a very personal song from your experiences am i am i correct to say that yeah, that song. Um, I think it was, it was, uh, it was like an awakening. Um, I haven't drank in six and a half years. So it was like, right when I got sober, uh, I got signed a month after I quit drinking. I got the record deal, the management, the booking agent and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it was um, finally free. It was like, I'm finally free of this, like, torture I've been doing to myself for so long and um yeah I, it, it's really could be finally free of working this week or it could be finally free of a relationship but for me it was finally free of this like life that I was living that wasn't good for me anymore right cool. uh so you both out recent album Darkness um was released on March 13 2020 Friday was that a coincidence or like did you did you mean for it to release on Friday the 13th? Huh? Uh, you know, maybe I didn't actually pick the dates. Oh, uh, okay. That was that was the label, and maybe they did. Um, we did a whole waterfall effect where, uh, and this was also the labels. I would love to take credit, but they 
they uh, released a song every month with a, like a lyric video um, uh, leading up to the March 13th, 2020 date. Right. Thank God, because then the whole entire world shut down. Right. We got <laughs> a little bit off of it, but not enough, but still was, um, you know, it was, uh, I feel like it was released when it needed to be released and it mm. was darkness. That was the album title. Maybe there's a reason for that. And Maybe. it was a very emotional album yeah because i was going to mention that that darkness is it's absolutely correct i mean that's a very dark album you got some very dark titles but uh you do have one song that that um like like it's a, like a like there's a light at the end of the tunnel called warrior um and i find that song to be very awesome and very beautiful at the same time uh can you tell me how that song occurred and like kind of kind of goes with the album well, it starts with my grandma requesting songs for the military. Um, so on Never Alone, I wrote Now That You're Gone for our military. And, you know, um, and for that one, it was Warrior. It's about PTSD. And uh, this next album, I plan to write something um, uh, for my grandpa. He just had triple bypass surgery. He's 89 years old. So I want I'm working on that. But um yeah, it's like a near-death experience kind of song. But Warrior specifically is, yeah, it's about, like, seeing the things you've seen in war and um, experiencing that and trying to live your life without remembering everything you've seen. And maybe some of the things you did and saw were not, doesn't make you feel like a good person or, like, you can't tell anybody some of the stuff that you did in, in the military sometimes. So it's lonely and all that stuff. So, uh, fighting it, just remembering why you're doing it and who you're fighting. Cool. Um, so with, I was in the, well, I, I, I obviously I was in the pandemic too, but, but, um, uh, yeah. So, um, Twitch has become a, a very, um, freeing thing for me because I found a lot of great musicians who I can talk to, you know, one, one-on-one. And I noticed that Stitcher of Heart has a, has a Twitch channel. It's uh, for for our all the listeners. It's twitch.tv slash stitch it apart. Um, right. right, and I find it very very in- intriguing that you uh, that that you uh, and and the band um, has this channel to actually uh, you know fi- find out what fi- find out more about your fans. Yeah, Yeah, uh, you know, we were trying to stay connected in some way. Our manager actually brought it up and I was like, okay, it took like, you know, getting a whole new $2,000 computer and it's not PC. And um, he's like, you're playing video games anyway, just play with everyone, you know, so it was a blessing in disguise. And I was able to do things like what you're doing. Um, I I wish I was in my stream room right now for you. I just couldn't get home in time. Uh, That's okay. Um, so I was like, I'll just stay put, but, uh, yeah, I I was able to interview a bunch of people that I am friends with in the music industry, a bunch of bands like John from Disturbed, like, uh, Chris from Five Finger Death Punch, like, uh, Ariel from Icon for Hire, New Year's Day, people, Butcher. so it's been pretty cool and to be able to kind of stay connected with everyone and play some video games with some of the people that like our band is awesome. But it's not just you are. I mean, you have you have like uh, like different days for each each band member, correct? Yeah, we're probably gonna change it up a little because okay. it's starting to get. But uh, we were doing like every every member gets a day. I had Tuesday nights at six p.m. Pacific, and um, but yeah, it's gonna change because we're it's starting to kind of take the back burner because we have to work and make music and do all that. So. Right. 
kind of just going to be impromptu at this point. Yeah. And another reason why I, I love you is because uh, you, you know, you, you tend to keep very close in contact with your fans because you have a Patreon at Mixie official um, patreon.com slash Mixie official for anybody who wants to go there. And you have 12 tiers that fans can choose from, uh, um, you know, the higher, you know, tier is the more, the more items you get, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, how is that working out? I, I mean, are like fans really taking to that? Uh, Patreon has been a lifesaver, a game changer for every musician I know that started one. Um, I was delivering pizzas and trying to figure out how to to make time to, to write a record. And uh, beforehand in my car was a 20-year-old Mercedes that would barely get the pizzas to the people. Right. So I yeah. something else. I had some other friends that started it. Um, and I was like, okay, let me try. And it was literally the best the smartest thing i've ever done it's been like such a blessing there's paula with all the dogs uh yeah so patreon.com slash mixy official if you support me it's it like it's saved my life like it's literally changed my life oh yeah um okay so for all my fans or all other listeners um oh here's okay i just i just remembered um so um is uh is this a part making a new record because i because i know you said you were recording for 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 your new album correct yes we are we got greenlit for the next record um we are i don't even know how many songs in because we've gotten a a lot of thumbs ups so far so that's that's good. good um a little less pressure as it's not the sophomore album we have to prove ourselves kind of thing it's right. like they try a little more um and uh yeah it's actually been kind of kind of fun like i just flew out from nashville i was there for a few weeks working with the producer that did never alone uh working on some songs so it's going to be heavier i do plan to scream a little more nice. uh, and i i'm learning different techniques that i didn't know i could do in right. screaming uh and just trying new things again, but also, I think there's going to be a lot more guitar in this one. Nice. For uh, um, all of our, our our listeners, um, you can find her on Twitch TV at Stitched Up Part Rock, Facebook at Stitched Up Part Rock, on Instagram mm-hmm. Stitched Up Part Rock, or you can go to Mixie Official and talk to Mixie if you want to. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stitched, yeah. yeah. Uh, much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're on Twitter at Stitch Up Hard Rock and uh, uh, you can search for YouTube at Stitch Up Hard Rock. I find, it, I, I find it so cool that you have the same uh, tag for, for every one of them because I tried to get the same tag for, for mine but it never would work out. You know? Well, the only ones that we couldn't is uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. They're just stitched up hard but like we, we tried to get like Stitched apart for everything, but for some reason, stitched apart is taken. Right. Uh, really? That was a while to get okay. stitched apart was yeah. taken. Uh, we actually somebody bought it for us because <laughs> we were oh. trying to fight. Yeah. What? So yeah, it worked out. Nice, nice. So uh, the website is stitched apart, stitched apart dot org dot com org. Right. Oh. Yeah. Com too. Okay. Like we got. So, yeah. So so I guess somebody had to come. 
Yeah, it was a porn site, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Off the domain laps. We joked about it a lot on some interviews. And uh, <laughs> and so somebody caught on and thought it was funny and bought it for us when it lapsed oh. out. And, um, yeah, it's wow. ours now. Yeah, so org.com, you know. Oh, it's .com? .com? Okay. We're going to get stitched up heart dot everything. Everything. Okay, so that, that that's coming real soon, right? Oh, no, it's, it's on oh, the Okay, because mm -hmm. I, I just went to org site and, I, you know, I mean, it went there too. But, it um, automatically. Okay. Okay, nice, nice, nice. So, well, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Mixie, and I, I hope you enjoy your vacation, and we do hope that you come back after you've been on tour a while so we can uh, find out how it feels like to be in the front of people. I don't even know if I know how to do it anymore, but oh, yeah. No. So. <laughs> right. Which way to hold the microphone? Yeah, right. But yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you once again. Okay, bye.